Ksuvas Perk Tes, Mishnah Gimel 9.3. This Mishnah is a continuation of the previous topic. However, whereas in Mishnah Base we had a situation in which there was a pikadon or a malva, some kind of chattel, movable property, cash, whatever it was, in the hands of a third party. And the question was to whom that third party should give that money from amongst the various Balei Chov who are now claiming on the estate from the Yisobim, or if it should go to the Yisobim themselves. And that was a machlokas between Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Tarfan held... First of all, he held that until it gets to the hand of the Yisomim, so then, you know, it's sort of a, it's a bit of a free-for-all to who, who could own it. And that being the case, he rules that it should be given to the person whose claim is the weakest, the Koshel Shebehen, and the Tupshatim we had in the Amarayim there. Either that means um, to the woman, because she's, she's a woman and can't be expected to, you know, fight for this, do the research like she is as a widow compared to the other, you know, lenders, creditors. Um, the other opinion is it's whoever's star is the latest dated because he's in the weakest position in terms of priority from getting paid back. Rabbi Kiva said nothing doing. Rabbi Kiva held that the property immediately becomes part of the possessions of the heirs, the Yisomim, the heirs. I shouldn't say Yisomim, just the heirs. Because um, all the other claimants, even the woman on her ksuba as well as the lenders, must first take a shavua an oath before they can get their hands on and write to what they're claiming. And since um, they haven't yet made a shvu, it first devolves to the hands of the heirs, and then the heirs keep it. And since, according to the ruling of the Mishnah, metaltalin, movable objects, are not mishubad, they're not encumbered, they're not leaned by any other outstanding debts, um, while they have a mitzvah to, the, the heirs have a mitzvah to repay if they don't uh, repay, well, the Bezin won't force them. We said, already from the time of the Ga'onim, all movable objects are Mishubad, they are um, encumbered, and therefore effectively leaned to their various creditors on the state, and therefore the Yusom would be forced to pay from it, and um, the Bezin would actually expropriate those funds from those heirs to the various claimants in a prorated kind of way, based on their claims. The Pashas, more on that at the end. Now, our Mishnah really is the same situation. The difference is, instead of leaving some chattels in the hands of a third party, now in our case we have the Metaltan, these chattels being left in a situation of Hefker. No one's got their hands on it. And therefore the question isn't, to whom should the third party give this money? But rather, who has claimed, can someone run and grab it and keep it for themselves if they have a claim on the estate so the Mishnah says, Hiniach peros tolution minakarka. If the deceased leaves detached produce from the ground, meaning he's left his, these apples, the apples are lying around on a hefker piece of land. So therefore, no one owns these. Um, no one has no one in their possession. So according to Rabbi Tarfin, anyways, and this is Rabbi Tarfin speaking. So he therefore he says, Kol hakodem zachaben. Whoever grabs them first, whether it's the creditor, the balchov, or the woman for ksuba, or the heirs grabbing what's coming to them through a yerusha, whoever grabs those apples along the ground gets to keep them, uh, because, like we said, the kuntrabitarfen until the heirs take possession hasn't come to them. Zachsa isha yoser miksubasa. Now, what do you do if the woman's owed 200 zuz for her ksuba, but the apples that she sees now are worth 300 zuz, so she keeps 200 for herself? The extra 100 
tomb she, she give it. So really, that really reverts us back to the exact same case we had in the previous Mishnah, that there's now a third party holding 100 zuz that belong that belonged to the deceased, and they could either give it to the heirs or to the other balechov, the other creditors. So, or similarly, exactly the same, balchov, yoser alchovo, if the balchov had been owned 200 zuz and the apples were 300, so now he's 100 extra, to whom should he give it? The creditor, meaning the wife, or to the heirs, the children. Hamos are the extra, according to Tarfan Omer, yinasnu lakoshel shebehen, he's consistent, and he says, give it to the weakest claimant. Again, his liberal economic policy is kicking in here. He's saying the poor, let's say it's the Balchov who grabbed it. He's got a hundred zoos now to distribute. Why should he not give it to the poor widow? If he gives it to the children, she'll never get her money because not her, those movable objects, the apples, are not encumbered by her ksuba, so give it to her directly. That's from Tarfan Shita. But Rabbi Kiva Omer, Ein Marachim Bedin, he says, what, nothing doing? He says, you can't have pity on the poor claimants, um, meaning in this case, my example would be like the, the widow. In terms of din, din means you have to go according to the letter of the law. According to Rabbi Kiva, the letter of the law is that as soon as the deceased died, his heirs become the owners, not just of the land, but also of the metaltalin. They're the rightful owners of these chattels. Why? Because they're the de facto owners. Everyone, and they're the muhzakim. They're muhzak. They're, it's theirs. They're the de facto owners. Because all the other creditors, claimants on the estate, like the widow, has to take a shavua that it belongs to her. So until that shavua happens, it belongs to them. And once they have it, then it's going to be hard to get it out of their hands. But that being the case, it goes to them first. So therefore, Rabbi Tarfin says, excuse me, Rabbi Kiva says, therefore, Ela Yenasnu Liorshin, those apples should be given from Hefker to the heirs. In fact, they belong to the heirs. So if someone even sees them, they, they take it out of their hands. Shaku, meaning if the creditors or the or the wife, the widow, she actually grabbed the apples, we'd still say, no, that's not yours to take. That's stealing. Shekulam Srichem Shavua, because all the creditors, including the wife, need to take a Shavua before they can get rights to anything. Ve'ena Yorshin Srichem Shavua, whereas the heirs do not have any need to take a Shavua, so therefore they're the Muchzakim, the de facto owners. Now, the Lacha would be like Rabbi Akiva here, um, except that, as I said already numerous times, that the halacha is since time ga'onim, the metalton arm shubadim also, meaning the bezna would expropriate those apples, whoever would hold them, to pay off the creditors. Now, um, Bartonora says simply that you would divide it up in a prorated way. If there are multiple creditors, let's say that the there's only 200 zoos to go around, and there's a the ksuba of the woman is 200 zoos, and the Creditor credit company also is owned 200 zoos. Each would get 100 zoos. Their claims are, you know, they're divided up 100 to each of them. That's the best you could do. Um, the Shochanach does bring a, a shita that says that it should go specifically to the Balechov and not the creditors and not to the woman to pay for Ksuba. And that opinion says that because they laid out, they've lost money, whereas the woman, she has a Ksuba claim, but she never paid money. That was sort of like insurance against, you know, her husband divorcing or whatever it is. Her husband didn't divorce, and now she's on her own. Of course, she has rights to her super payment, but they have a more they have, they're more deserving, says that Shita, that the Shulchan Aruch brings, because they actually laid out money and were promised to get it back again.